upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He would give them this revelation that God would put in his mouth and he would say, child is going to be born. God is going to send a Messiah, someone to relieve us of our pain, someone to deliver us from our sins. Later on in the same book, Isaiah would prophesy again, and he doesn't see a child anymore, but he sees a grown man. He sees him growing up. Hallelujah. And he says it like this, this opening statement. He says, who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He'll have no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He doesn't say that he would come in on the stallion or he would be dressed in royal garb, but instead he says he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. He would speak a little further about this Messiah. He says, surely he took up our pain. And bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. So Isaiah's prophecy makes it clear, at least to me, that the Messiah, our Savior, would not come in fair, hallelujah, or form rather, or fashion, or pomp and circumstance, but he would come to save his people from their sins. Lean on somebody and say, he came to save my soul. Yes, he came to suffer, but come to bleed, and he would come to die. Hallelujah. He would push further in his prophecy talking about this Messiah, and Isaiah would say he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth could have talked his way out of it but he sees the messiah holding his peace and dying for the sins of his people he pushes a little further and says by oppression and judgment he was taken away hallelujah yet who of his generation protested he said i saw him suffering and nobody stood up on his behalf He was cut off from the land of the living and for the transgression of my people, he was punished. Hallelujah. So I don't want you to get it twisted. Don't let the true reason for this season be lost and swallowed up in all of this commercialism and the rudiments of the world. Don't even mix the two. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Hallelujah. It has nothing to do with a fat man with a red suit trying to get down the chimney he can't even fit in. It has nothing to do with what you see in front of you. Because if you mix it, 
if you allow the message to be messed up, the true meaning or the end result, you'll miss out on. And the end result of all of this is eternal life. High five the people and say eternal life. Yes, the end result. I don't want to shout all these years and lose out. I don't want to sing all these songs in the holiday and miss out. So it has to be a personal thing, an individual decision, not only to believe, but to accept the truth of God's word. Touch somebody, tell them, not only do I believe, but I accept the truth of his word. Hallelujah. And I'm glad you said it that way because there are a whole lot of people who say they believe, but when they get to certain aspects of God's word, they back away from it. Hallelujah. But you've got to believe not some of it, but all of it. Just look over at somebody and say, you've got to believe and accept all of it. That's the trouble that many people have. They will take some, but if they don't agree with the rest, they'll walk with half of it. And you can't make it into glory with half of it. You can't get what God has for you with only a piece of it. So this Messiah would come to fulfill the prophecies of everything that was spoken of in the Old Testament. Had long been foretold that a Savior would appear one day. He would come to fulfill the ceremonial law. By becoming the sacrifice for our sins. So everything that was done in the Old Testament, the shedding of blood, the sprinkling upon the mercy seat, the bringing in, hallelujah, of the bullocks and fatted rams, the turtle doves and the, hallelujah, the rams was done away with because the Messiah would come and become the supreme sacrifice and he would, hallelujah, supply enough blood to cover the sins of everybody. Just hunt somebody, tell them I'm covered by the blood. To which an Old Testament offerings pointed to this sacrifice and he would also fulfill whatever moral law had been put in place. There were not only ceremonial laws, but there were moral laws that were stipulated in the Old Testament. And the Messiah would have to do this by yielding to it a perfect obedience. He would never yield to his flesh. He would not break any rules or regulation. And he would have to pay the penalty with his own blood. Also, hallelujah, he would deal with any social law. In other words, social law said that there were certain groups of people who should have nothing to do with other groups of people. Hallelujah. You were not good enough or clean enough to receive the things of God. But the Messiah would tear down any petition and destroy any division and declare that I've come to save anyone who wants to be saved. 
Understand that a normal man could not qualify for this. I don't care how many resumes were submitted or how many names would come across God's desk. No one was good enough or qualified to be the Messiah or to deliver men from their sins. Hallelujah. This man would have to be totally God and totally man at the same time. It would seem impossible to understand all of this, the logistics of being God and man at the same time. How could this be done? How could God be man and God at the same time? Whoever heard of such a thing? How could he reduce himself? How could he empty himself? How could he be human and divine at the same time? Because he is God, he can do anything. And what he does is way beyond and surpasses our comprehension. He made the flesh you wear yourself. Every molecule he created with his own hand. Even the ground that you walk upon, the air that you breathe, he constructed it out of nothing. Hallelujah, out of nothing. He made the oxygen that you breathe out of nothing. And I hear you because you've been to school. Well, it's H2O, but who made the hydrogen? Who made, hallelujah, all of the elements that compose the water that you drink? Touch somebody and say it was God. So if God can do that, if God can make me, then he can put himself in flesh. You said because there's no man who can do this of himself because there is sin in his members I'll have to make myself a body I'd have to bypass hallelujah the elements of flesh and become flesh in the likeness of sin in order to pull you out of bondage pull you out of things you don't have the strength to loose yourself from hallelujah so he would bring us the entrance down to 40 and two generations he would step through and an angel would appear to a virgin and say you're going to have a child and she would speak back to the angel Mary does and say how could this be I've never known a man and the angel speaks back to her and says the Holy Ghost will overshadow you and you shall have a child and I want you to call his name Jesus look at somebody say that's his name Jesus he would not come as I forestated and as Isaiah would prophesy he would not come through pomp and circumstance there were no trumpets blowing there were no stallions reeling him in as a matter of fact there was no room in anyone's home there was no room in any of the inns he had to be born in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes could you imagine a God who made the universe made the sun and the moon and the stars hallelujah he had
has no entourage. He has no one. Hallelujah. Announcing him standing in the streets. Hallelujah. With flowers and waving banners. But he is born in a manger. Wrapped in rags. Hallelujah. Laying in a trough. Hallelujah. In the midst of the animals. It is he. He was the Messiah. He was the Savior of the world. Who had come to die for my sins. Tell somebody else in the house. He came to die for my sins. Oh yes, I hate to burst your bubble. Because during this time. You want to hear about the gifts and uh, hallelujah all of the shopping that was done but uh, I'd rather think about the sacrifice that was made for my salvation uh, hallelujah he came to save me uh, a wretched man that I am he came to loose me out of my bondage uh, he came to redeem me wash me uh, and raise me he came came to give me life. Tell somebody he came to give me life. Hallelujah. Yes, he did. So our text brings us right in the middle of a conversation. The third chapter of John is a conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. He had already been born and miracles had been wrought. That same Jesus that was laying in the manger was now grown and delivering people from sicknesses and diseases. Demons were being cast out. And the word about this Jesus now is spreading around town. And people are hearing that there's a man in town that's loosing demons from troubled lives and uh, I saw him stop a funeral procession uh, and when he got through the dead got up everybody was talking about Jesus even those who were supposed to already know that the Messiah had come everybody in the church the religious leaders were questioning and uh, hallelujah and antagonizing those who had received deliverance from Jesus. They came back and reported to the Pharisees who were the interpreters of the law. Those, hallelujah, who made sure you did everything you were supposed to do according to the law. Came back and told the Pharisees that I talked with Jesus and he told me that you all are nothing but empty sepulchers. Hallelujah, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They would raise up an indignation against Jesus. I think it was more so because they could not stop 
the blessings from coming. Every time they turned around, hallelujah, somebody was talking about Jesus healed my body. Even on the Sabbath day, Jesus would stop and command them to be healed. And they were angry because it was against the law. How could you bless somebody on the Sabbath day? I need you to help me preach and tell somebody Jesus can bless me anytime. Uh, hallelujah but uh, it even got worse whenever Jesus talked about uh, salvation look at somebody say salvation because he would let them know that this place is not your home. I've, I've come to get you ready to receive you unto myself. Listen, don't raise your children knowing more about Santa Claus than they do about Jesus. Don't raise your children knowing how to sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They know all the words. They can sing on the 12th day of Christmas. They know all about Kris Kringle, but they cannot tell you anything about why Jesus came. Hallelujah. They can quote a few scriptures, but they don't really know Jesus for themselves. It was true of the Pharisees. They, they knew the law, but they were ignorant about who Jesus really was. They challenged him. They didn't really believe who he said he was. They, when they saw him cast out demons, they said, he's doing that by the spirit of Beelzebub. And Jesus would speak back and say, a kingdom divided against itself, it cannot stand. Hallelujah. They rejected his miracles and they rejected his verbiage concerning salvation. I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also. If it were not true I would have told you so. In my father's house there are many mansions there. He would tell them to prepare. Hallelujah. How can I, how can I come into the kingdom? He would say no no man can come in unto my father except he comes through me. Tell somebody, tell them it's all in Jesus. Hallelujah. So one night, someone from the Pharisees by the name of Nicodemus, he was a ruler of the synagogue. Hallelujah. This is the first time he is identified. He, he is a Pharisee who comes to see Jesus. And John places this meeting shortly after the cleansing of the temple and links it with some miracles that Jesus had just performed in Jerusalem and it's during the Passover and the Pharisees in an uproar but Nicodemus wanted to know what 
this rabbi was talking about his heart was pricked he heard the preaching of Jesus and he comes to the Lord and he begins to speak to Jesus and they have a long conversation John said this man Nicodemus came hallelujah and says no man can do these things except he doeth it by God and Jesus looks at the man called Nicodemus and he does not speak about the miracles he starts talking to him about salvation touch somebody say salvation too many people follow for the loaves and the fishes too many people come just because they want something from the Lord hallelujah but they don't all want to be saved you want a blessing you want a miracle but do you really want to be saved you want a new house you want a new car you want a husband you want a wife but do you really want to be saved what will it profit a man to gain this whole world and, and lose your soul hallelujah baby you can get that man and not make it in you can get that car and not make it in you want to say I'd rather have Jesus I'd rather be single and on my way to heaven than married and on my way to hell Oh, I know you don't want to hear this because some of you have the audacity to pray this prayer don't come yet Lord I haven't been married yet don't come yet Lord I haven't met my, my prince in shining armor hallelujah look at somebody tell them if it comes before I'm married that's alright if it comes before I get my house that's alright all right. If it comes before I make it rich, that's all right. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold and uh, Jesus answered him and he says these words verily verily I say unto you except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God hallelujah Nicodemus may have said I didn't come to talk about that I, I came to talk about your miracles I came to talk about the, the people you healed and the eyes that you open but uh, Jesus wanted to talk about his soul hallelujah being an astute man and uh, an educated man a theologian if you please uh, he reasons with Jesus uh, and says how can a man be born when he's old can I go back the second time into my mother's womb and Jesus speaks back to him and says except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God that 
which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit marvel not I say unto thee you must be born again hallelujah lean on your neighbor and tell him and it's better the second time you must be born again tell somebody else walk over to somebody if you please and say it's better the second time Hallelujah. Don't you know, baby, the greatest miracle that could ever be performed is the salvation of your soul. It's not the healing of your body. It's the saving of your soul. I don't care how good you feel in your body. When Jesus comes back, he's coming back for your soul. My soul, my soul, my my soul. High five three people and tell them he's coming for my soul. Uh, hallelujah. So don't get it twisted. Uh, hallelujah. I want to talk about Jesus. Uh, don't get it twisted. Uh, I know you like the Christmas tree and the ornaments, but that's not the tree that gets me excited. Uh, I know you like to sit around the fireplace and sing carols, but I'd rather come to the altar. And sing. He didn't have to do it, but he did. Touch somebody, tell him I've got a song that's better than White Christmas. I've got a song that's better than talking about I'm dreaming of a White Christmas. Hallelujah, when I dream. I see a new Jerusalem Hallelujah When I dream I see the sky Opening up And Jesus hanging in the air And the trump of God Sounding And being changed Tell your neighbor now That's a dream I see myself Getting rid of this earthly body I see myself walking down the streets of gold. I see myself holding hands with my Savior. I'd rather be saved. Shake somebody's hand and tell them I'd rather be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus is talking to an expert on the law. He's talking to a man who believed in strict adherence to the law. The law is my way to holiness. And he missed it. He missed it so much until he's tangled in politics and social hallelujah bondage. He could not see what salvation was really all about. Salvation has nothing to do with your mama or your daddy. Has nothing to do with your pedigree or who you think you are. 
Hallelujah. He was in trouble. He was in that position that where Paul told Timothy, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And Jesus gave him the truth. You got to be saved, man. You can't just go to church and sing and shout and quote scripture. You got to be saved. You can't just look like you know me. You really got to have me on the inside. And I want you to know that Jesus is talking. John is recording a conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus. Marvel not. You must be born again. I don't care how good you sing. You got to be saved, baby. I don't care how good you preach. You got to have Jesus on the inside. I don't care how well you play the organ of the drums. I don't care how good you look sitting in that chair. Lean on somebody. Tell them you got to be saved. Hallelujah. And he wanted Nicodemus to know that no one has a monopoly on the Holy Ghost. The wind blows wherever it listeth. And you hear the sound, but you can't tell where it's coming from. You you can't tell me who to save. You can't get mad at me because I saved someone on the other side of town you can't get upset with me because I saved a prostitute or I saved a pimp whosoever will let him come hallelujah shake somebody's hand and tell him I'm so glad he saved me I don't know what to do I'm so glad about this joy that I have. I can hardly contain myself. I'm so glad in my soul about the fact that he didn't leave me in my mess. Every time I think about it, a praise comes out of my mouth. Every time my mind goes back, I feel like clapping my hands. I feel like patting my feet. Put your arms around somebody and tell them I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. And Jesus looks at him and says, aren't you a master of Israel? Don't you know the word of God? Haven't you read that I would come? Didn't you hear that I would come with healing in my wings? Didn't you hear? Haven't you read when the prophet said he was wounded? For 
our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. I don't want you to mix nothing with this. I don't want you to talk about nobody else but your Savior. I don't want you to mix it with reindeers. I don't want you to mix it. Hallelujah with Rudolph and Prancer. I want you to stand and tell everybody about the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. It's my blood that saves. It's my blood that cleanses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He said, if I told you earthly things, you still wouldn't believe. Moses came and told my people all they had to do was look at the brazen serpent and they would live. He said it. Whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And then Jesus steps back. He digs back in history. It would be his own resume because he was both human and divine. So when Jesus spoke of God, he was speaking of his divinity. Whenever you called him Jesus, you were dealing with his humanity. Jesus and God are one. If you see me, you see my father. And he reaches back and he starts preaching to Nicodemus. And he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And whoever believes in him, they won't perish, but they'll have everlasting life. I need you to help me preach. Everybody knows this verse, but this power right here, there's meat for my soul right here. Look at somebody and say, God, he loved us so much that he gave us a gift. He gave his only son. And whoever believes in him, they won't go to hell. They won't lose their soul. But they'll have life everlasting. Baby, those tongues you speak in, it's more than a thrill. You've got life speaking out of you. Did you hear what I said? The fountain of life is flowing out of you. There shall be rivers of living water. Tafai 
grab somebody and tell them I found the fountain of life. The blood of Jesus covers my soul. I've got life in me. Life is in my hands. Life is in my mind. Life is in my belly. Even when this body, this house fails, I've got another building that's not made with hands. Shake your neighbor and say, I got more than tongues. I got more than a dance. I got more than a shout. I got eternal life. I don't make you clap a while. I have eternal life. Walk around, tell three people. I've got eternal life. That's enough to make you shout a while. I got eternal life. I got eternal life. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I got eternal life. God reached back and said, He loved so much that He gave. Thank you, Lord. Paul looked at it and said, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of his truth? His love was wide enough to embrace everybody. Hallelujah. I was filthy, but he took his love and put his arms around me. I was on my way to hell. Hallelujah. But he took his arms and put them around me. Love lifted me. Then nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Testify to your neighbor and just say he loved me. He loved me. He loved me. And the next thing that I want to say about what Jesus said, he said, God gave his only son as a gift, as an offering, if you please. Paul looked at it again and said in Romans, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also give us all things? Everything I need is in Jesus. Everything I want is in Jesus. And then he said, whoever believes in him, there are three things I want to plant in your spirit about believing. 
Touch somebody and say, you gotta believe. You gotta believe. The first thing is that you gotta have the sure conviction that Jesus is who he says he is. You gotta know that he's your savior. You gotta know that he's your redeemer. How many of y'all know? Look at somebody and say, I know. Thank you, Father. And the second thing Jesus is trying to tell Nicodemus is that if you really believe, you would have a self-surrendering fellowship. You wouldn't deny me. You wouldn't reject me. You'd want more of me. Hallelujah. You'd never have enough of me. You'd love me so much until you would want more and more of me. Hallelujah. You would have a thirst for me. Thank you, Lord. And the third thing he wanted Nicodemus to know is that you gotta be fully assured and trust in him. You gotta trust him. He's able to bring you out. You gotta trust him. He's able to keep you. Hallelujah. From falling. Look at somebody and say he's a keeper. And then Jesus says, if you really believe, if you really follow me, if you really saved, hallelujah, you won't perish, you'll walk in life, hallelujah, shake your neighbor's hand and tell him when you're saved, you're walking in life, you're walking in the newness of life and you're walking in eternal life right now you're living in eternal life right now testify to somebody and say neighbor I want you to know that right now I'm living in eternal life everything God gave me it won't die he gave me peace and it won't die he gave me power and it won't die he's all in me and it won't die say yeah say yeah say yeah say yeah this morning to talk about my gift thank you father Jesus is my gift look at your neighbor and testify and say neighbor Jesus is my gift oh yes he is he's my gift he's my gift Hallelujah. He's all on the inside. I can feel him in my hand. 
him in my feet. He's all over me and he's keeping me alive. I came to celebrate my salvation. I came to praise him. Hallelujah. And to tell him thank you for saving me. Say season's all about it's not about Macy's it's not about Nostrum's but it's about Calvary yeah it's about what I feel on the inside it's about the joy that I have the world didn't give it and the world Take it away. Say yeah. Jesus. The conversation that this Pharisee has with Jesus in the beginning, the focus was on the miracles the fish and the five loaves of bread. The miracles and blessings but in one sentence Jesus will turn the conversation towards salvation this should be our conversation especially in these days and especially in this season salvation except the man be born of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter in to the kingdom of God can't you cannot follow me in the kingdom unless you are saved the water and the spirit you can't get in he's talking to a Pharisee someone who was trained in the word of God but the scales are still on his eyes his perception is off and he continues the conversation how can I do this and Jesus continues to break it down, what is born of the flesh is of the flesh. What is born of the spirit is of the spirit. He tells him that because there's no good thing in our flesh. And flesh cannot inherit the things of God. 
you can't get into heaven with the suit you're wearing now. You can't. Do you know what would happen if Jesus had disrobed himself in front of Nicodemus? If he had peeled back the flesh and stood in front of him, Nicodemus would have dissolved. He would have vanished in ashes. Because flesh can't even comprehend the glory of God. <laughs> That's why your flesh has such an issue with the Holy Ghost being in you. Paul said it's a war between my members. Your flesh has an issue. Your flesh twitches. It gets aggravated because of the holiness of God in you. And I can't take this flesh. As pretty as you are, you can't take that into heaven. As nice as your hair looks, you can't take that into heaven. You've got to shed it. And Jesus wanted them to know you're, you're even praising me in your flesh. Everything is your flesh. You're even clapping your hands in your flesh. But there's no power behind it. They that worship me must worship me in spirit. Lift your hands. We are not focusing on the right things. I say this from the bottom of my heart, from the pulpit to the door. We need to see this thing the way God wants us to see it. Set your affections on things above. Look up, your redemption is drawing nigh. Yeah, see. Things that are happening here. That same Jesus that was wrapped in a manger. That same Jesus that grew, took a cross and died on it. That same Jesus that bled for us. That same Jesus that rose on the third day. The same Jesus that went and sat on the right hand of the throne. The same Jesus that sent us another comforter. Same one that abides in you right now. That same Jesus. That spirit that dwells in you. That woke Jesus from the dead. Will quicken your mortal body. Same Jesus. Is coming to receive you unto himself. It's all about Jesus. Jesus. A gift that keeps on giving. Jesus. Every day. 
every day he blesses me Jesus Jesus call his name Jesus he gave you a living gift he gave you life eternal I dare you to say his name again he keeps giving he keeps touching you keeps holding you he keeps making ways for you he keeps holding you in his arms Jesus I dare you to say his name one more time yes. said I've come that you may have life